Welcome back, Leafs Nation, to the Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Mikey D. This is the fifth episode. The show's getting up there in age already. Five episodes in. Um, <laughs> so to start today's show, there's some awesome news regarding the show. Ladies and gentlemen, the show is now on Spotify. Yeah, let's get some sick taps in there. So... <laughs> If Spotify is how you prefer to listen to your podcast, this show is now available on there. Uh, The show is available on Podbean if you want to listen to it that way. Uh, I am looking at getting it on Apple Podcasts and Google Play and all that good stuff. So that's on on the way. And to clear the air, because after the last episode, I had a message from a listener. The listener was mom. Hi, mom. (laughs) Um, she's like, are you going to record another podcast? And I said, no, it's, it's going to be next week. And so to clear the air, my work schedule is one week I'm off Sunday and the following week I work Sunday. So the Sunday that I'm off, there will be a new Believers podcast. It may be early, it may be late, depends on how good the coffee is that day. The following week when I work Sunday... Because I'd rather have more energy for the show. There will be a new show on Monday. It may be early. It may be late. Depends when I wake up and how good the coffee is. <laughs> well, like today, this one's a late one because I woke up at 1, 1.30 in the afternoon. Um, but that's when you can expect uh, the next episodes for this show. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Hope you, Hopefully you click the follow and the likes and the this and that and follow along as we progress through the uh, NHL season which um, wait quickly to end off the uh, news of the show and to hype up the next episode Um, because I'm seeing Spider-Man No Way Home on Thursday the next show which will be done on Sunday um, this will be a hockey podcast at heart there will be hockey talk next week don't you worry um, but I'm a huge fucking Marvel nerd, and next week is there's going to be a Spider-Man special. It's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it, and you should too. Yeah. Um, so now, <laughs> with all the news of the show out of the way, what I want to get into next, and this is the only non-leaf note I want to talk about this week, is Trevor Zegers' Assist of the Century. Where, to, to quickly explain, like, I highly recommend you watch the highlight on YouTube. The whole sequence of events is sick. Um, but to quickly explain it, so Zegris is behind the net, uh, but behind the opposing team's net. He, Michigan flips, so he's he has the puck on his stick. He flips it up, passes it to uh, his teammate in front of him, Milano. And Milano kind of just, like, baseball bats it in. And... Despite, you know, normally goals that are, if you have a high stick, it's above the bar. Those goals tend to be called back, but this goal shouldn't have, even if it was, uh, because it's just such a spectacle. Holy shit. Now, the other thing is John Tortorella said on TV that he had commented that this is bad for the game. Now, the thing is, John Tortorella is still a good coach. You can get your team to the first or second round of the playoffs. Not much further than that because this dinosaur way of thinking is not good for the game. You want the game to grow, and this is how you do it. Because the game today 
is much different from when he won the Stanley Cup in 2004. The game today is more youthful, there's more skill, and there's more speed. Uh, like, God of McFriggin' Jesus. Um, and it's, honestly, when you let Connor McDavid be Connor McDavid, he's going to score highlight goals for, the, for every friggin' game. When you let these kids be themselves, you're going to get shit sick like that. Let the kids be themselves and yeah you're like it's it's not hard man just roll with the changes grow with the game and this is how you grow the game um <laughs> that's such a fucking boomer take um and honestly again i highly recommend you watch the the highlight because it's such it it is such a uh, spectacle of a goal um now to get into the leaf stuff because the leaves have been this has honestly been such a mess um, the past couple games. Uh, so to roll back to Sunday against Winnipeg, I was so wrong in my prediction. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, but honestly, for the first two periods, it was kind of fun, fast-paced. It had a playoff feel to it, so it was, it was fun in that regard. But the third period is where it really got out of hand. The refs really let things yeah they let the players take control of that game at least from the third period onward and it all seemed to have started when Pierre-Luc Dubois rode Austin fucking Matthews like they're in a fucking rodeo now the thing is like I can understand human error like the refs can't catch everything but that was so obvious that the camera was on them for like five to ten seconds and it's absolutely mind-boggling that that wasn't called uh, for anything, really. Honestly, that should have been um, called for something. That was so stupid. And now to get into the next thing, Pionk need Sandine. And Sandine, the news came out sometime after the game that he's going to miss about a month. So by the time you listen to this, it may be at the three-week point. But either way, he's out for a month. He's going to miss a lot of time with the Buds in Blue. Um, and Neil Pionk, all he got was two games. Which, honestly, that's such a fucking joke. Because, okay, so uh, this kid's out for a month. And you're only going to get two weeks, uh, two games. Like, that's a week at most for, for a hockey player. Like... The amount of time that you injured a player, the consequence should match that injured time. So, okay, Sandine is out for one month or two months. Well, whatever the case may be, um, trying to look at it outside of like hockey in general. A player goes out for a month or two uh, on injured reserve, then the player that caused the injury should be suspended for a month or two, whatever the case may be. Uh, just to make it more fair, it, it's ridiculous that one month, then like that's a lot of time missed too. Um, to only suspend players for like a week is it's ridiculous. Now, to get into the Spezza stuff, because this is the big talk in Leafs Nation. So Spezza knocked Pionk, and there was intent to hurt, but the thing is. Spezza has a career of 1,200 games under his belt. He's not really known for doing things like this. Uh, he fought a, pers a player on Columbus. 
in the play-in round in game four or five. Like, and it was so out of the blue when it happened. So his team is appealing it, and they should, you know, be like, hey, you know, he's he has a thousand two hundred games under his belt. He's not known for doing this, and I can understand giving him a couple of games. Uh, again, <laughs> fucking Pionk got two games for for laying a hit. I I can understand giving Spezza maybe three games at most. But for a first-time offender, six games feels it feels kind of heavy. Um, but honestly, it was that was just ridiculous. And player safety, there really needs to be a reset because nothing is consistent when it comes to to their suspensions. Uh, it's honestly just ridiculous. And that was such a mess of a game. I'm not even going to say the final of the score. Um, but then to go into Columbus, uh, their next game on Tuesday, um, that was where the Spets announcement came from, and it's like that's been the talk since because it's like six games is heavy. Um, but honestly, this game is also kind of where the, the Leafs' new story takes uh, starts from because for years it's been kind of the same story where the Leafs tend to let the team, the opposing team, get two goals, three goals, four goals ahead of them in the first, like, five, ten minutes of a period. But this game, they were dominant. They were really dominant for the first 40 minutes. They looked really good, and and they should have closed it out. But for the final 20 minutes, it, it was a case of PTSD watching the Leafs lose a 4-1 to lead in the third period. Um, honestly, was the dog going to war meme? Um, but for the shiny moments where they did look good, like this team is really, um, they're, they're stepping it up. Like Matthews and Bunting is such a, that's a good pairing right there. Uh, Nick Ritchie, uh, is going to have a banner raised in Scotiabank arena for getting his first fucking goal as a Maple Leaf. That was, man, that's gotta be such a monkey off his back. Uh, and Jack Campbell, uh, which I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit more about in a second, but he had two unbelievable saves uh, in that one. And uh, Tavares had a nice deflect off of, of Clapper from Riley. Um, like, that team was really gelling in, in the first 40 minutes. Now, what I want to get into, um, well, I guess after the Tampa game, they played Thursday, uh, Tampa on Thursday, um, honestly, that one was an expected loss because Tampa knows what it takes to win. Um, I'm not going to really bat them too much on that. But what I want to get into is in his last four games, I'm not sure if it's been said yet if Campbell is starting the next game, but in his last couple of games, Campbell has given up 14 goals. Is he still in the conversation for Team USA? I absolutely feel he should have a ticket into that conversation. Whether he's a starting goaltender or whether he's a backup, he should be included in that conversation because just with this season alone, in 22 games played, he has 14 wins, 5 losses, uh, 2 overtimes, and his save percentage is still at a fantastic .935. and like I just said in, in the Columbus game, he had two really spectacular, unbelievable uh, saves. Like, 
I, I know a lot of goals get praise for, but like I love watching goalies and the saves they make. Campbell had just the two best goals of the season uh, in that Columbus game. Uh, honestly, it it would be it would be mind boggling. It would be so mind boggling if he doesn't make it to Team USA. He's really earned it. He's really earned it. And the other player I want to talk about for a bit is Morgan Riley. Because honestly, I feel like this guy's underappreciated. Friggin', like, he, he's been a Leaf through and through since he's been drafted. And honestly, like, since he's been signed, he's really, really shown what he's worth. Because it's like he's really gelling now. He's really uh, feeling who he is and what he can bring to the team. And just, you know what, with this season alone, in 29 games played, he has three goals, 21 assists, and 24 points. Uh, but it feels like more of those goals and I, those points came from uh, more so after his shine, uh, after his signing. Uh, he's just man, he's really grown in, into it, and I don't care what anyone says, he's worth the contract. Um, honestly, yeah, just that was wicked. Um, now, the last game I, I'm going to talk about quickly, and again, this continues into the story of the Leafs, the Leafs' new story of them being dominant for 40 minutes, is they played Chicago on Saturday. Now, I want to give a quick shout-out to one of my coworkers, one of my buddies, him and his brother. <laughs> this was his first Leaf game. And uh, I just got a message saying that when Chicago had tied it, he wanted to rip his beard out, which... I countered with my hair went gray after watching Chicago tie it. Chicago has been such a uh, shit team, like bottom of the league this year. And this goes in regards to everything going around the team on the ice and off the ice. That is just a mess of an organization. And it was just, I honestly couldn't believe it when I going through the PTSD of watching the Leafs lose a 4-1 to lead in the third period. Um, that was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, but they came out, David Kampf, with a revenge goal against his former team. Um, that was honestly such a fucking relief. Holy shit. Um, yeah, with like 80 seconds to go. They should have had that done when it was... Three to one for fuck's sakes. That game should not have been that close. Um, honestly, this team adds it, it like smoking cigarettes. This team adds years to your life. <laughs> uh, but fuck, what a drug it is. Um, <coughs> but okay, so that's all the the leaf stuff I wanted to get into. Their upcoming games, uh, they've. You know what? As of this recording, some games have been postponed. Calgary's games. And so the Leafs are playing Edmonton on Tuesday. I'm not sure if they're in Edmonton or if they'll be in Toronto, but they're playing Edmonton. Um, and I'm going to say for the prediction that's going to be a 6-5 overtime win because you're going up against Connor McFriggan Jesus. That's, that's going to be a close one, and I'm hoping to see a lot of goals in that one. Now, they're playing Calgary on Thursday. No, you know what? These games might be away, actually. I'm sorry. Because um, they're playing Calgary, supposed to play Calgary on Thursday. But it was just announced earlier today that Calgary uh, has a couple of games postponed uh, due to uh, COVID-related incidences. 
Um, as a bummer, just hopefully the team and everyone involved gets um, uh, healthier as soon as possible. Just that's a situation you don't want to deal with too much this season. Um, continuing on, um, the Leafs will play Vancouver on Saturday. Um, and I think, you know what, that one might be more of a fun one than I'm going to predict. Um, because Vancouver's been more on a um, winning tear since getting uh, Bruce Boudreaux, uh, I don't think they have a general manager yet. I might be wrong on that. Uh, but they have at least hired Bruce Boudreaux as head coach of the team, and they've already won the last four uh, or five games. So they, they've really seemed to have turned it around. I'm going to say that's a 5-3 Leafs win, but... That, that one actually may be closer if Vancouver is really uh, giving a shit and giving it their all. Maybe it might be 5-4, 6-5. Maybe it might be 2-1. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to stick with a 5-3 win. Maybe the Leafs get the empty netter in that one. Um, but that's their upcoming games. Bit of a short week. I mean, I've got a short week. Both, both have Thursday off. <laughs> Some dark humor in there for you, I guess. Um... Now, to end the show, I want to get into a little bit of ch chill chat um, because, man, I've really been enjoying uh, the franchise mode a little bit more. I went through a couple of years um, in that mode. So in year three, I took the Leafs to 51 wins, 25 losses, six overtime uh, for 100 point, 108 points in the season. They were second in the Atlantic, Atlantic division. Now, what was so much fun was in the playoffs of that year, they played Boston in the first round, and they won in five games. Holy shit, Christmas miracles can happen. And <laughs> in round two, they played Tampa Bay, and they lost in seven games. That was a bummer. Uh, and it was after that that a, a notification popped up saying that I was given a contract a contract extension. So now I'm I'm <laughs> the general manager of the Leafs for the next like three, uh, three to five years. I'm gonna try and get the boys in blue another cup, well a first cup in fucking forever. Um, and it was after that I played at least one more year. So this would be year four. Uh, year one after the extension, but year four of my entire time being general manager of the team. Um, but in that year, I got the Buds 54 wins, 23 losses, five overtimes for 113 points. What a season. Um, they were first in the Atlantic Division. And in the first round, they play the Ottawa Senators. And they lost in five games. What a fucking bummer. Oh, God damn it. Uh, so the next time that I play, I'm going into year five. And I, I honestly can't wait because that mode is just... It's, it's gotten more fun the more time uh, that's put into it. And, I man, I, I hope that the Leafs can win a digital cup. <laughs> uh, slowly but surely. So now to, to wrap up the show. Um, yes, yeah, so... The, the next episode, or no, sorry, I have one, at least one question that I was I should have answered on the last one, but one question here, and it comes from uh, my buddy Ryan, 
and he had asked which NHL players would Venom eat first and why. Um, <laughs> that's such a fun question. Um, I'm going to say I hope Venom eats Brandon Lemieux because Brandon Lemieux bit a person, not once, but twice if you look at Brad, uh, Brady Kachuk's hand. He, he bit him twice. The NHL is saying that he was only bit um, uh, once, but it's twice if you look at both hands. And, yeah, honestly, I believe in karma. What goes around absolutely comes around. It would be just absolutely hilarious if Venom ate Brandon uh, <laughs> fucking Lemieux. Oh, that was, that was fun. Uh, so, yes, okay, there we go. That is the Beliefers podcast fifth episode um look out for the next episode that will be on sunday um that will be a there will be a huge spidey segment on there um it's gonna be awesome uh until next time have fun stay safe and don't stop believing <laughs>